Season 2, Preview 1 of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. On this preview, we will talk about the 2018 Poplarville Hornets. Welcome to the first preview of Season 2, brought to you by Pearl River Community College, Katie Cake and Company on West Canal in Picayune, and Robertson Brothers Used Cars located on Highway 11 South in Picayune. We were able to get an interview with Poplarville Hornet head football coach, Jay Beach. Let's see what he had to say. We're fortunate enough to be joined tonight by head coach Jay Beach of the Popperville Hornets. And uh, Jay, first of all, man, thanks for taking time on uh, summer night. We know there's a thousand things you could be doing, but we appreciate you taking time for the podcast and spending some time with Jeff and I. It's my pleasure to be on. I've listened to you and Jeff in your podcast the last uh, first season. I guess this will be starting your second season. And uh, y'all done a great job at it really made high school sports uh, that much more uh, enjoyable and and important to the kids. Well, thank you for that, uh, Jay. And what we'll do, I, like we said off the air, uh, we have the pleasure of covering y'all on uh, Friday nights. And, boy, what a pleasure it's been over uh, the time period that we've had to cover y'all on WRJW. Um, boy, y'all have taken us on a – a fun ride, uh, a state championship uh, ball game that we got to call two years ago, and then what's been, I guess, been dubbed the Hornet Bowl uh, last year, one of the more memorable high school football games uh, in this area in a long, long time. I don't think many of our listeners would disagree with that. So we look forward to, uh, I guess, about it's a month. Is it a month out, huh, Jeff yep. and Jay? A month out from uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, to seeing y'all tee it up against the Picayune Maroon Tide. So um, that should be a lot of fun. And similar to what we do before our our broadcast and our pregame interview with you, we always look a week um, behind. And so let's do that. Let's look back at last year, Jay, a 13-1 and campaign that ended in that uh, Hornet Bowl that we just talked about, a special year last year. It was a special year, and going back to 2016, we lost a really good senior class that brought us to the state championship. So going into 2017, last year, uh, you know, we had a lot of holes to fill. Uh, didn't know exactly how good a team we were going to have, and uh, knew we had a chance to be good, and it all depended upon our, uh, the leadership of our senior class, and they, they made it real important. They... Uh, they came to their summer workout. They were motivated, and they, uh, you know, would come out the first game and go to ventures and stick in, and that kind of let that senior class and the rest of it know that, you know, we had a good team and it gave us confidence to get us throughout the rest of the year and made it uh, 13 straight wins and uh, lost our stuff from there to essential. Yeah, and, and you've described that 13 straight wins. In that run, you were able to win a district championship. That was back-to-back uh, district championships for your club. Jay, just talk about, you know, in that region or district play, whatever you want to call it, how valuable and important that is as a as a coach. I know you all marked that up as one of y'all's goals uh, preseason to go back-to-back and win uh, back-to-back district titles. Yeah, that's your number one goal. That's uh, when you come out the season, you want to win that district championship. There's so many old rivalries we've got in our district: Forest County, Purvis, 
some are all Greene County, Lawrence County. I haven't played them quite as much as the others, but, uh, you know, just a, an old Pine Belt district that uh, has some really good football teams, a lot of tradition, uh, and that's one that's special women to us, and, uh, you know, was able to win it back-to-back. And it also sets you up for Somehow, when your district sets you up with the easiest possible uh, route to the state championship game. Yeah, and there was a – and you've kind of brought me there, and that's what's fun about this. We can go wherever uh, the answers lead us. Kind of a quirk in last year's format, had to go on the road there in the playoffs. And I know Purvis, as as we've kind of interjected ourselves into the Pop- Popperville football scene, we've learned uh, that, that Popperville-Purvis rivalry is uh, a fine one and a lot of good football has been played there through through the years. And had to go on the road in a hostile environment, had to beat Purvis there for a second time as part of the run. That was a special night in Purvis, wasn't it, the way the Popperville community showed yeah, boy, it was very special. You know, they made us, you know, go on the road in a playoff game. It could be tight, but when the home crowd shows up and we're strong and we're loud when you're up there warming up, it just kind of makes you feel uh, like you're at home. Mm-hmm. Like, like you have the momentum going in the snap. So, yeah, they play a huge role in our success and fans. Uh, it's hard not to want to play hard when you get a group of your community out there. Visiting with head coach Jay Beach of the Popperville Hornets. Jay's entering his fifth season as head coach of Popperville. And uh, Jay's a humble guy. He would never mention it, but his winning percentage is just a tick below 80% as he begins his fifth season there. And uh, Jay, we're looking back to last year, but I'll look back even further than that. Back in 2010, a club in Popperville that went 0 and 10. How do you get from the numbers that I just talked about for yourself and the program and the accolades that have, have gone on and um, making the playoffs like y'all have the last, I believe, all four of your years there. What, what's going on there, uh, Jay, to go from 2010? That's really not that long ago. And, and to see the success that y'all have seen recently here at Popperville. Yeah, in 2010, uh, Popperville was 0-10. Uh, I was uh, fortunate to get the opportunity to come to Popperville in 2011. Coach Steele uh, gave me the opportunity to come to the offense coordinator and uh, strength conditioning guy. So we just come in really weak, and we just want to be tough and physical and be have a simple scheme uh, that we could install in the seventh grade and repeat, uh, have repetition over and over and over eventually be uh, great what we did and uh that's what we did we come in the first year i was uh, offense coordinator installed the lengthy simple scheme uh really hit the waist real hard and that's what we try to build our toughness you can't build your toughness in august september and uh you build your toughness in january february march during the summer and you whittle yourself down to a team that that's 
you know, that's made it through those tough workouts. And what you put on the field uh, is going to be a tough, strong group of kids. It's not going to quit. And then they know their offensive and defensive schemes real well. And the kids were hungry for something like that. Um, and they bought in. They just they didn't ask why we're we not throwing the ball, why we're we not doing this. They just bought in. And then we had success, and that's all, all they needed. And, Jay, you've mentioned it a couple times. That's one of the notes that I want to hit on. Now is as fine time as any. In our in our weekly uh, call of y'all's games, uh, I go back and listen because I'm trying to critique myself and our, our crew and, and different things. But maybe as the play-by-play guy, I don't do as good enough job on highlighting your offensive line. But this wing T and the wing T that you've described – when you look over last year's stats, I want to say y'all were number one or at least in the top five on basically any rushing stat that you looked at. Now, that's through all A's of uh, the state of Mississippi. Talk yeah. about the play that y'all have gotten from your offensive line and, and talk about that wing T system a little bit. Yeah, wing T system, uh, first of all, we do have a great offensive line. And within the wing T, you don't have to have – uh, your prototypical lineman that everybody else has. You, you can have some guys that normally might be a fullback or might be a tight end. We probably got our two guards would be most people's tight ends. Our tackle, Tyler Mata, uh, he's 6'2", 215, and can run a 4'8", a 40. Uh, that's one of our tackles. Our center, uh, it doesn't have to be very big. It's all based on angles. And letting the de- letting an aggressive defense attack and using their momentum and aggressiveness to work against them, and and as soon as they stop being aggressive, that's when you can line up and, and try to hit them in the mouth. So it's you know we we feel like the defense is always wrong if a defensive lineman's you know rushing upfield, penetrating, trying to destroy our, our outside plays, and we let them run upfield, trap them, and run an inside play, and then when they start paying attention to the timeout. They start maybe squeezing down, blocking down around. It's just that uh, when you get to know it well enough, uh, you can play with, you know, you can find somebody on the defense and just play with them. You can say, all right, let's see what this defensive end is going to do, and let's just run our offense based on what he's doing. If he's coming up here, let's kick him out. All right, if he's squeezing us on him, you know there's somebody else on the defense. All right, that tackle, look what he's doing. And, it, it, it's a fun offense to call. It's a fun offense. Uh, people might think it's boring. I think it's extremely fun. I think it's fun for people to come watch, too. They, you know, really know what football is all about. And uh, all that's great, but then you got to be able to call the play and you got to have kids that are tough enough, smart enough to go out there and execute it. And that's what we've had. Uh, our offensive linemen love what we do, and they're good at it, and um uh, I think it's fun to Well, and and Jay too. Uh, you 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 can do so many things out of that uh, wing T formation. Um, you're you've got a new uh, member of the staff. One in particular, the the new offensive coordinator. Of course, you were replacing a, a giant void filled by um, uh, Jay uh, Jacob Owens, who's now the head coach at Pro River Central uh, Blue Devils, but. You've brought along Micah Hickman, and we've seen some things coming out of that wing tee at the spring game. You, you know, so you let some things go. 
uh, opened up some things a little bit. But talk about the new addition uh, to that offensive coaching staff and uh, and coach Micah Hitman. Yeah, Micah's come from a school, uh, Mandeville High, where they they were air raid, air attack, where they threw the ball. I don't know, eighty nine percent of the time, I guess. And so that they've made their living on throwing the ball. So as as precise and particular as we are with our offensive linemen, our schemes, all of the blocking, that's about how precise and particular they were with their receivers and running. So he had that dimension to our receivers and backs as far as route running, uh, just the little particulars on how to be a good route runner, and good receiver, and good uh, good thrower. You know, he works with our quarterbacks too. And so he had that dimension to what what we've already got, and then. Uh, you're not going to see a whole lot of difference, but it's going to be those Good, little coach, things. you're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting over here looking at these yardage per play numbers and stuff, and I love Micah, but I'm like, hold on now. Let's not be changing too yeah. much now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's going, to, it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be the little things that he adds that I think are going to be different. Well, Coach, you've talked about uh, – and we've talked about the offensive side. You don't win as many games as y'all have uh, recently without uh, stellar defensive play. And Coach Story and his defensive staff, uh, have, we've seen it. You know, there's been times, not very many times, but I can remember, I guess maybe over at Forest County last year, we got a, a big fake punt that helped. But really the wing T didn't do what we were uh, used to seeing. And you've got a good memory. You'll correct me if that's the wrong ball game. But the defense uh, always is, when we've seen y'all, giving you a chance, and Coach Story does a good job on that side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Our defense, you know, I also have a lot of recognition, but our defense has been really strong the past couple of years. They ain't given us a chance uh, to win many. I can think back to a lot of games we were we kind of stalled out early. Uh, but it don't hurt you to stall out early if you also make another team punt. You know, you stall out early and other teams score and, you know, you can get in a big hole and lose. So, we've stalled some early. It's taken us a while to score in some games. Like the Purvis in the playoffs this year, Stone County, uh, Picayune, Forest County. There are uh, a lot of games where you know, we might only get seven points a half, but we were still right there in the game because of our defense. And then our defense gave us enough opportunities when we were to find some, figure some things out and score a few more points in the second half. But uh, so our defense, you just cleared it down and winning, winning those games for us. Jay, eventually we're going to look forward. I'd be remiss if I didn't, and you've you've brought that senior class up and how special a group and how many ball games they won that that you'll be uh, losing and trying to replace. If I tried to name them all, I had them all listed, but – uh, DJ Travis, Peyton Graham, Roosevelt Reigns, of course, uh, Austin Bolton. I can't talk about Austin much. I'll darn near cry on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just watching him get, <laughs> get loose. But moving forward, uh, Jay, I was counting looking at your roster on Max Preps. Over 25 seniors uh, in this class. Talk about what the expectations are and, and what you expect from uh, this senior group and really your – your whole group, your your entire team move, moving forward. Well, this, yeah, this senior class, like uh, I think we have twenty five, twenty six. Um, we have two four year starters in this class with Antonio and Tyson. Uh, a number of three year starters, 
uh, I, I, I try to name them all, I forget, but Tyler Mata, Seth Godwin, Ross Bunga, um, Kanan, I mean, they're, they're just, just, that's just a few. So we've got a lot of experience in this class. Uh, we've been together, been through thick and thin. I'm on them hard all the time, and, and they probably hate me right now because we've been around each other so much. But the kids love to play football. When you when they get on the field, uh, they won't quit. Um, they believe in what we do. Uh, and they're really proud of where we've been going. And and coach, as as we're looking forward uh, to this upcoming season, um, I think we just mentioned it. It's actually August the seventeenth, which is a month from today, as we're recording this. And looking at your schedule, you open up on the road uh, three the first three games on the road. You come down and to the visiting uh, to to Picayune Maroon Tide, but then you're on the road to Pearl River Central Blue Devils, and then also you have to go up to seminary. So talk a little bit about, I mean, you know the rest of the schedule. I mean, you've put it together. You've seen uh, these teams. But talk about uh, this schedule starting this 2018 season on the road uh, the first three weeks. Well, what what comes to my mind the first three weeks of the season, just how hot it's going to be. Mm. And, uh, and just trying to win a game in this kind of heat is, it's something in itself. Um, so we've we've tried our hardest to put in. You know, we've talked to the kids and, and tried to explain to them that you can't win August seventeenth without, without having a great summer. It don't matter how good you are on offense, how fast you are. If you don't have a good summer, you can't win that. Especially the first one, but really it's the first three. We've got three games in August, which is crazy, but we got three games in August and. And you can't win those without having a great off So I think we've had a good off season. I guess we'll turn to We've had a great one or not. But, uh, you know, I know Pickens had a great off season, Pulver Central and Seminary. So uh, just it's just a war of attrition, those first three. Who can, who's in the best shape? Who wants it more? Who can handle the heat? Who doesn't come? Uh, those kind of things, those first three, really what come to my mind. Yeah, and you'll be well tested, uh, Coach. I'm sure that's a part of the plan. I I think last year, you know, you had those that tough ball game against Picayune, a come from behind win, and then a few weeks later, a come from behind win on a dramatic night over at Stone. Just two really good wins that I thought. I mean, your your team, coaching staff, and y'all knew what you had, but that had to create a lot of belief. Uh, those two big wins early, and this. Nine district schedule. I credit you. You put it together. It's tough. I mean, um, you've got Picayune and Stone Seminary's got a kid that's uh, committed to Mississippi State already. Uh, we go see what Jacob and them's all about back at your old uh, stomping grounds there in Career. So it really sets up uh, nice in nine district. And then Heidelberg. I haven't talked about them. They do something different, or they did. I know Coach Deer was mm-hmm. gone from there, but they spread us out last year and. Uh, it, it really tested your club uh, nicely before you got into that tough district play. Yeah. Yeah, Heidelberg was the one team that really got me done, played me done, and just tried to throw the ball a lot. And that, uh, you know, helped us throughout the year to have that experience of that game. Um, you know, those, those first five are extremely tough. Not only are they great opponents, but they're familiar with us. We're familiar with them. 
nobody's going to get anything by the other. It's just going to be, you know, based on who wants it more, who's willing to fight hard, you know, to get the win. Uh, I'm thinking next year I'm just going to try to schedule people that I don't know so much. Uh, <laughs> well, not, you keep, too, not too familiar with. You keep winning at an 80% clip. That's what it's going to get down to. I can almost guarantee, <laughs> I can almost guarantee that, Coach. So we've talked about uh, your senior class. We've talked about the non-district or non-region play. Let's get uh, into the region play. And opening up that first region game will be after a bye week, which I really like too, by the way. And then you've got Green County. Green played, in my mind, a good first half against us as maybe – well, I mean, there were some good first halves played. But Green hung in there and, and played really good, and that was over at Popperville. Their new head coach over that way seems to have them on the right track. Yeah, it does. He seems to have them moving in the right track, and they did. They played us really well and uh, right there into the end. And, uh, yeah, I expect them to be better. I mean, it'll be a second year, uh, two years in the system, and he'll, he'll, he'll be a little bit more familiar with what we tried to do to him last year. So I'm sure they've been trying to work on that all year, uh, you know, scheming up against man coverage and trying to stop the wing tee. I'm sure, you know, if I were them, that's what I'd be doing. Instead of trying to get ready in a week, I'd be trying to get ready all year. So I think they'll be a tough test. And, uh, Last year, I don't think anybody expected for us to be five and zero and then be six and zero going into that game. That, that's kind of uh, that's what happened, and it turned out to be a pretty good game. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then, of course, after that, uh, Forest County, Summerall, Purvis, and Lawrence County. And uh, as you've mentioned several times, from familiar foes, y'all aren't uh, not going to be. A lot of tricks, although you've got some uh, new coaches in the mix, a new coach at Forest County, yeah. a new coach at Purvis. So maybe a little And Lawrence County. And Lawrence County. So you've almost turned a whole district over there, Jay. Yeah, you got three, uh, half the teams in district and head coaches. Um, but you got Hankins at Purvis. So, you know, he's, you know, it's not like he's a new head coach. He's been there. And Calco at Forest County, which he's been at Stone for for years, so yeah, he's just bringing what he knows from Stone over to Forest County, and uh, he's been they've done really well over at Stone while he's been there. So I expect the same at Forest County. Should be a lot of fun, Coach, and we can't wait. As we've mentioned a couple times, we have the privilege of covering y'all each and every Friday night, and we appreciate um, what you've let us do inside the program. You've given us uh, kind of run of the place, and we certainly appreciate that I, I think it uh, benefits our listeners the access that you've given us and to the kids and we certainly are fired up to get started again in a month and we appreciate your time tonight uh, coach coach I know that you have uh, I know that y'all partner with hometown hype on some different fundraising I want to give you a chance here if there's any I mean I hope we have some listeners from this thing we normally do so if there's any plug that you need to give for your program or anything that uh, the fans can do to support y'all now would be your 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 commercial time to to say your piece on that yeah well i know wrjw does a great job covering us and uh we, we're so thankful and uh that y'all y'all cover us that's a huge deal 
I wouldn't I wouldn't know the percentage of high schools in the state that have any youth coverage. I don't know, but it makes a big difference when you do. And I, I know WRJW uh, sponsor them, sponsor our broadcast. It's great value for the money. I know you could get with Hometown Hype and our, our booster club. They have a bunch of options, signs on the fence and things of that nature to advertise. And we have a golf tournament next Thursday, uh, next Friday. Uh, actually, this Friday. <laughs> actually, this Friday we have a golf tournament in Diamond Head. It's a four-man scramble with Diamond Head. That would really help us out. People get teams and play. So, and that that starts at twelve o'clock, I believe, in Diamond Head. So, that that's some of the things going on. And um, like I said, just very very happy, very fortunate, and uh, that we get the coverage from you guys. Oh, well, we appreciate uh, you, Jay, and we. Certainly appreciate the ride that y'all have uh, taken us on, man. Some of my best memories as a broadcaster has come in the last couple of years covering y'all. So it's been a, uh, a blast, man. And we hope uh, that we can steal you a few times throughout the year to be able to be a regular visitor on the podcast as, as we roll along in this football season. Oh, yeah. And no doubt. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Clay and Jeff. For this segment of the podcast, we're now joined by Jason Baker. Uh, Jason, of course, a longtime friend of ours and uh, currently works sidelines for the Popperville Hornets broadcast. And uh, he's really way overqualified for that, but we appreciate him doing it. Uh, This section or this part of the podcast is sponsored by Greg's Tobiz. If you have a vehicle that has to go, call and get a tow from Greg's Tow Biz, 601-337-2300. That number again is 601-337-2300. Greg's Tow Biz, servicing Pearl River County if you need a tow. And guys, y'all did a pretty good job there, not giggling during my reading of the uh, jingle, so I certainly appreciate that as we're now joined by the aforementioned Jason Baker. And Jason, thanks for joining us, brother. Absolutely. Uh, Tampa League football is uh, basically upon us, and uh, I'm certainly ready to follow the Hornets uh, and and spend some time with you guys. And uh, JB, we actually, y'all will hear me, this is the same thing I have to explain to our listeners on Friday night because it's a habit I can't break. Uh, You'll hear me refer to Jason Baker as JB, so... I've tried to not do that, but I can't, so that's what it'll be. Uh, JB, we had the privilege of uh, visiting with Jay Beach earlier in the podcast, and he's certainly optimistic, as he should be, with uh, even with all that he lost to have a, a seniors uh, that are going to total out to, I think he said between 26 or around that number of seniors for this class. So high expectations uh, for the Popperville Hornets. Extremely high, um, you know, and, and it's hard to imagine a team that loses, you know, of the quality of players that that they're having to replace from a year ago, and to think that they'll come back and actually have higher expectations, uh, and and have expectations that, frankly, a team that lost one game a year ago is going to have the expectations to actually be better, and and that's, you know, that's kind of the tone around Poplarville. Um, as a member of this community and, and living here, 
you know, you can't go anywhere and mention football in this town and not have people say, you know, I cannot wait. Uh, well, I found out actually last night that uh, season tickets were sold out in May, I believe. Um, so they're still working out some of those details, but uh, that tells you the demand um, that is uh, around this program and, and the expectations around this program. And, you know, there's, there's some pros and cons to that. Obviously, they're, you know, they're returning a pretty darn good football team, um, but uh, we're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. No, and, and you mentioned that, Bake. When you look at the way that this schedule lays out, you just like last year, I mean, it's set up uh, pretty well just the same as last year. You're going to get your oil check there in week one at uh, as you go on the road to Picayune. And then, as Jeff mentioned in, in his chat with Jay, your first three ball games on the road in this tough August heat. So we'll know what the Hornets have uh, before we even get out of the month of August. And, you know, what's so ironic, Clay, about playing Picayune is, is it's not been a series that's played every year, right? But these two teams have worked out a deal to play a home-and-home. Home. And last year, of course, the Hornets came out on top. And, you know, you've always used the phrase uh, throughout your broadcast that styles make fights. And both teams, you know, want to run the ball and are going to run the ball. Um, but really, where you beat a Picayune, and I said this last year on the broadcast, is defensively, you have to be more physical than them. And a lot of the times throughout Dobley's time at, at Picayune, teams cannot do that for four quarters. And last year, in the second half especially, this Popperville team was frankly just more physical than Picayune. The real adage and the real question that I have for this Popperville team this year is, can you do it again? And, and the most amazing part is we're going to have to get that question answered in week one. It's, it's one of the more intriguing matchups of the schedule for the year for me, just personally. I think we'll find out a lot about our football team because one thing about Picking is no matter the score, no matter whether they're up 40 or down 40, they're going to play with the same effort for four, for four quarters, and that's been that way now for, I don't know, 20-something years, and you have to know that. Like, if you walk in that stadium and you expect them to lay down or you expect them to quit in the third quarter, you are, you are completely mistaken. And so you have to go in there on that Friday night in August, and you have to understand what's the task at hand and how long it's going to take that you're going to have to give an effort to beat these guys, and that's for all four quarters. And it's just, it's interesting to me that we're going to get that test, you know, in week one, in the middle of August, on that turf, and it's probably going to be steamy. Mm -hmm. and, and it's going to be two very good football teams trying to get that question in. Well, you know, Jason, and you, you talk about coming to Picayune, too, the new turf field, the atmosphere that Popperville is going to be on the road here to face Picayune. But that very next week, they go on the road again to the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, where you have uh, once offensive coordinator for the Hornets and Jacob Owens standing on the other sideline as the new head coach of the Blue Devils, friend versus friend teammate versus teammate they played together and stuff there at career so that's going to be an interesting too as uh coach owens is trying to rebuild that program uh up at career and jeff you know the, the funny part about this rivalry is it's it's maybe as unfamiliar as you know possible are as far as rivalries are concerned 
just the polar opposite for that next week. These are two opponents play each other each year. It's the nasty rivalry in this county between these two schools and PRC and Popperville. Now you add in the friend equation. Uh, I actually fished with Jay um, about a week ago, and uh, we were looking for somebody to invite. And he said, well, do you want me to call Jacob? I said, well, I'm just making sure you're still speaking to him, and they are. They're, <laughs> they're great friends, and, you know, I asked him if he was okay. We get him on the boat, but uh, uh, we wound up not having Jacob with us. But uh, it's going to be – it'll be an emotional test. Um, it'll be a test for the kids, Millie because Jacob Owen was loved by a lot of these players and is known, obviously, by almost every player in this locker room. And, you know, that's, that's an emotional hurdle that you're going to have to get over, that you're facing a coach that you've gone to battle with on that other side. And, you know, to kind of face your two inter-county rivals on the road back-to-back weeks, you know, you're going to know a lot about this Hornet team, you know, by the time you get to, you know, week three, week four, uh, with them being out on the road for those first three ball games. You're going to know a lot about them. Yeah, and a lot of good uh, storylines for us. And in the broadcasting business, should be a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad when you and Jay were deciding to who to take fishing yeah. that me and Jeff yeah, came yeah. up. Our name that won't that won't be forgotten from us, man. That's going you go eat crumbs that first Friday <laughs> night for the dang pregame bill. I know that. Jason. No, we got plenty of fish to eat, so uh, we'll, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, we'll be good. Uh, Jay's a good fisherman, and, uh, I, man, I've, I've enjoyed my time on a boat with Jay, and uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, to be associated with this program and, and to be involved with them. Yeah, good fisherman and, and uh, awesome head football coach. Babe, when we discussed with him, I didn't tell him this prior to, but uh, we had the pleasure of co- uh, covering – Coach Hatton there at Pearl River Community College together along with uh, Jeff at the end of his run there. And me and you used to always do the math because it was humorous to us to know exactly uh, Coach Hatton's winning percentage through those dominant years. Well, uh, Jay Beach is now entering his fifth season at Popperville and bake his winning percentage is 79% uh, for Jay Beach. And this is a club in Popperville – when you look back, just to 2010 was 0-10. So you've been around some really good football, and you've seen some programs that have been rebuilt. But I don't know in any finer fashion than what's going on there in Popperville. Well, and, and you know, football is a funny game, right? Because football is a game of emotion. It's a game of violence. Um, and you see that in teams, like, it, it, it takes that to be a quality program. But what you don't often find are these head coaches that just have a calmness about them and it exudes their team. And I, I don't know that I've ever been around a coach who is more calm than Jay Beach. And I, I mean that from the Division One level on down to my time at Southern Miss and then just being around college football coaches. He, you mentioned Tim Hatton. He is the 1,000% polar opposite of Tim Hatton, coach football. I mean, Hatton is a guy who's all over the referees and just all over his quarterbacks. And, I mean, he mimics Steve Spurrier. And Jay Beach, you know, you, you sometimes have to walk over there to make sure he's still breathing in the middle of this thing. And, you know, I, and I just think in high school athletics, what that personality of him, that calmness, that everything is okay, just exudes through his team. And what, 
what I find so fascinating is they, they're a team of physicality. They're a team that's going to block you. They're going to put a hat on you. Tim Story's defense is going to knock you in the mouth. We're going to play man coverage, maybe some man free. And you know what we're going to do. And the question is, are you tough enough to, to line up and stop us, uh, you know, for four quarters of a football game? And, you know, I just think his personality has just fit this program to a T. And, and it's, to me, it's fascinating to watch because it's let me know that, you know, yes, it's still a violent game and he wants his team to play with that kind of toughness. But you don't have to scream and holler and lose your ever-loving mind and throw stuff or whatever to get your point across. He, he does not have to do that, and uh, I actually find it very fascinating just from an analysis standpoint of, of watching how he works, and, and um, it's just beautiful, like you allude to, to think that this guy was 0-10 in his first season, and then to have him, what, with a, I mean, he's towing an 80% winning percentage. I mean, he's lost, uh, what, two games in two years? Is that right? Or three games yeah, in two went, years? Yeah, he went 12 Twelve and two, and played for that state championship against Lafayette, and then thirteen and one last year. Bacon. When you look over those times, I mean, the times that we've had to cover him, what stands out to me about that peace and calmness and confidence that he carries himself with on the sidelines, the kids buy into that. You'll remember, and Jeff will remember, Picune last year down late, Stone down late. East Central and the Hornet Bowl down big early, never flinched. Never flinched as a team. We're right there in the end, stayed calm, didn't see uh, heads hanging, uh, never any give up. And I think as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old, to see that calm and a piece of the coach, it allows them to stay in every game, hang around, and then we saw some big wins late. Now, I can't give Jay all that credit. Uh, Mr. Bolton's probably going to go back and listen to this and say, don't forget to mention me on some of that. And some of that will come from confidence of having a good team. But I think that goes into what you're talking about as well. Yeah, and you just get this sense within the program that they just get it. Like, I, I was talking to somebody about the Picking series um, coming up to start the season, and, and I told them as a guy who played for Dodley, after a while, that that success just breeds within your program, and you just have kids that walk out that locker room door on a Friday night, and they don't know how to lose. They know how to win, and I truly believe that has already taken its tide here in Poplarville, and, and this is a program now that, frankly, they don't know how to lose. They know how to walk out there and win, and, and win, you know, late, win big. I mean, we, you know, you mentioned those comeback wins, and all I can think about last year is for so long we didn't know when we were going to get tested. I mean, they were just on a spree, right? I mean, right up until that first-round playoff game, you know, they weren't tested for a month. And so I, to have that dominance from a program like you allude to that came from 0-10, it's a tip of the cap. And it's not just Jay. If, if he was in on this conversation, he, he would allude to his staff in the past Jacob, Tim Story, Adam Johnson, Chris DeWeese, Cruz Russell, you know, those guys that have helped him along the way. And, you know, he's had a lot of guys kind of stick with him on his staff, and that continuity uh, is, is 
big and it's key. And, and don't overlook the, the keeping the Tim Story as a defensive coordinator um, coming up for this season. Um, that's going to be a big facet that you're returning a guy who's going to run a system. You know, it, it's not very, very complex, but, man, it's very, very efficient. You know, and <clears throat> Jason, Clay had brought up Austin Bolton, of course, who's going on to his uh, further his football uh, career at uh, at Perk uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, but look who's going to be toting the, the the load this year. We've seen uh, videos. We've talked about him last year during broadcast, but uh, Chase Shears is going to be right there toting the load. You got seniors coming back too. Kanan Ray is there. You got Tyson Holston uh, coming back. So talk about what you are looking forward to uh, come August seventeenth uh, here in Picayune at seven o'clock with some of them seniors, uh, uh, some key seniors too. As we mentioned, we can't. You mentioned them all. You're going to forget some. But twenty five, twenty six seniors coming back. I just mentioned a few. Talk about uh, talk about what you're looking forward to uh, in August. Well, Jeff, I, I first would be remiss, and I've actually already literally began to think about my opening comments when we start against Picky Union, and what will I say? Because so much of the focus, just like last year with Austin, granted, I mean, the, the young man would bring a highlight reel to every Friday night and garner the attention and deserved every bit of it, and it was hard to talk about anybody else. And Chase Shears will do that this year. It's the only junior who's going to be on the starting offense. Um, Chase is going to get his time to shine, and, and the expectations are he will shine. But I will tell you, to me, there's three kids that are that are just vital to this offense. One is Antonio Barnes, and the job that he's done as a quarterback. He was a kid who started as a freshman, you know, took his lumps back then as a freshman, and has gotten better and better and better. And it's AB senior campaign. And I just don't feel like he'll let us down. And Tyson Holston is another one who has been playing varsity football since a ninth grader uh, at that kind of you know back position for us in, in the wing T setup. And uh, Tyson's a guy who does it all: plays defense, special teams, catches passes. You know, he he, he runs the run the football hard. <clears throat> and then the other one is a kid who's returning off injury for his senior year, and it's Seth Godwin, the starting center. We lost him early in the season last year. I, I can't remember if it's the first or second game that we lost him in um, as a junior. And I, I have to be honest, I didn't know a thing about Seth at the moment that he got hurt. And then to see the panic on the sideline from the coaches that they were losing one of their best offensive linemen last year for the season is what they feared, and that's what came to be true. And for him to return this year as a senior, not getting to play much of his junior season at all, the word is this young man has had a summer to die for. Um, he, I mean, he has gone into this weight room. He has held teammates accountable. He has done his work. He is back 100%. And, uh, guys, I can't stress enough the importance that they stress, they being the coaches, that that center is so critical that he calls out certain uh, protections for the offensive line, and uh, they say Seth is, is just going to be dynamite, and I think he's a key in returning in, in, as a guy who can remember his time in high school. I couldn't imagine losing a year. You only get four years to play. Most of the time it's three as a sophomore, junior, and senior, and to lose one of those and what that had to feel like, um, I can't imagine what, what emotion will be running through Seth um, as he gets ready to take the field against Pickett in, in game number one here in a few weeks. 
Yeah, and you mentioned it, Bake, a, a great summary of, on what we're looking forward uh, to seeing for this Popperville Hornet Club. And that August 17th date, just a month away. So if you don't have a plans for a month from now, uh, we look forward to you joining us again, man, to talk some Popperville Hornets uh, football and look forward to it. Have had a great time uh, us hooking back up really as a radio crew and have seen some phenomenal football and made some uh, really good memories. And we'll start our next journey here in a month. And uh, JB, you've added so much to this podcast as you always do to any broadcast. And we certainly appreciate your time tonight, bud. Clay, and uh, I certainly, the pleasure's been all mine. Uh, I've enjoyed listening to, to Jeff and you on these podcasts, and um, they've been wonderful. And, and I have to say, I don't want to, you know, leave out too many of those seniors. Guys, it's going to be a special run for the Hornets. Ahmad Bolton as well is going to be joined in that backfield. And then we all know, I know we didn't allude to it a lot, but we all know what Chase Shears is going to be like. And if you don't know, he's worth $7 or whatever they charge mm-hmm. to get into a high school game today. Because for me, I can't wait to watch him for two more years. Um, you know, he's going to be the, I mean, think about this now for a high school program. He's the only junior on the starting off. The only one. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Such. played in a South State Championship uh, last year and played in the state championship the year before that that's phenomenal but it's not only what all in numbers that they're returning it's the quality I mean you're looking at Antonio back there at the quarterback position who started starting games halfway through his ninth grade year that's incredible the amount of wins this kid he stays healthy the amount of wins he's gonna account for uh, leading that offense so um, as you can tell you, I, and Jeff, we're fired up. We can't wait. And so we're going to have a lot of fun. 6.30 on that um, Friday night on the 17th, we'll be raring to go, man. It'll be a lot of fun to cover these Hornets. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate your time uh, to allow me to be with you guys. Thank you, JB. All right, thanks, Mike. Thank you for joining us on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast, brought to you by Pearl River Community College, Katie Cake and & Company, and Robertson Brothers Used Cars. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.